Ruby's regret. Alex and Ruby were at the mall celebrating Alex's 13th birthday. Ah, both girls screamed. They were having so much fun for Alex's birthday. They cruised around the mall looking at all the hottest trends and the most popular clothing brands, like Simply Southern and Pink. They wound up in front of the popular store Bath and Body Works. They squealed with excitement and went. The smell of perfumes and body lotions consumed them as they went deeper into the store. They found the pocket back wrap and smelled every kind they could find. They settled on two matching BFF milk and cookie scent, completed with matching holders for their backpacks. They were all smiles. Their moms complimented them as the girls showed them the new matching thing. They spotted the food court just up ahead and raced to get in line at both girls' favorite restaurant, Subway. They giggled with excitement as they were handed their sandwiches, and both took a big bite. They played a game where they took turns trying to make each other laugh, and after they were finished, their moms told them they could pick one more store to visit. The girls conversed around a large map of the mall. They had already visited all the stores they wanted to go to, but they spotted one more. Hey, let's go to Claire's, Alex suggested. Sure, Ruby agreed, happy about the decision. The girls talked on the way there. Their moms thought they would never shut up. Come on, Ruby, hurry, Alex excitedly yelled. They both ran into the store, almost tripping over other people. They walked around the store, ooing and eyeing at all the cute earrings. They both picked out matching pairs of earrings. Ruby's was the yellow stars and Alex was the pink hearts. They ran to get in line. They paid and headed out to the car. They were all smiles. Alex's mom asked if they wanted to go get ice cream. Of course, both girls said yes. I want the biggest, sweetest triple scoop ever, Alex replied excitedly. Her mom looked at her. Well, I think maybe I could just have one scoop, she said sheepishly. Okay, that's a bit more reasonable, her mom laughed. As they drove down the highway, licking their ice creams happily, they were driving fast. But Ruby noticed something odd. Car was driving down the four-way intersection, perpendicular to them, and fast. Ruby's light was green, but the car was going too fast to stop at this point. Um, ma, Ruby started to say, it's too late. Crash! Bang! The car was flipping over as Ruby's stomach churned and twisted. Crunch! Ruby's vision went down. Mmm, Ruby sat up. Or she tried to. She couldn't. Blurred voices surrounded her as the memories of the crash filled her mind. She's coming around, one voice shouted. Oh, thank goodness, another cried. Ruby tried to speak. She recognized the second voice. It was her mom. Ruby drifted out of consciousness. Ruby woke up, or she was in some sort of consciousness. Her hearing was foggy, she couldn't move, and the searing pain in her head and leg was overbearing. She squinted her eyes, then closed them. She saw she was in a hospital bed. Oh, she moaned. Murmurs around her became louder. She's awake, one voice sighed with relief. At least, another voice trailed off. Ruby opened her eyes fully. It was her mom and someone that looked like a doctor. She looked at them expectantly. Ruby, I'm Dr. Vass. You're in a crash. You are okay, but your leg's broken. We don't know about your friend Alex, though. Dr. Vass trailed off. What do you mean about Alex? Ruby asked, wide awake now. Well, Dr. Vass looked at Ruby's mom and sighed. 
You were unconscious for about two days, and we weren't sure what was going to happen. You were remarkably stable with your concussion, but unconscious. Alex, on the other hand, was heavily affected. She was impacted the most. She's in a coma right now, but we aren't sure what her condition is. All we know is that she has her two right ribs and her leg broken, and a dislocation of her right shoulder. Those things she'll recover, but as I said, we don't know what's going on inside of her body, explained Dr. Vass. Ruby didn't have an answer. She didn't know how to comprehend this. Is she going to be okay, Ruby asked. She was filled with dread, the way helium fills up a balloon. Well, Dr. Vass sighed again. We don't know. She's pretty unstable right now. She's in the ICU. On the bright side, she's getting all the care she needs 24-7. Ruby tried to see the positive. At least she's not dead? She thought questioningly. She let it sink in. She felt weak. Her head throbbed, and she sighed and fell unconscious. Ruby wanted to run. She was afraid, the arms screech of car tires tumped to stop in time, the blood-curdling crunch of metal, and the screams that followed were enough to drive someone insane. She woke up in her cold, hard hospital bed, drenched in sweat and tears. Memories of the night of the crash that put her best friend in a coma came rushing back to her in a terrifying nightmare. She tried to ease herself, but it was too recent, and she was too desperate to get her friend back. She turned and squeezed a pillow in a death grip and burst into tears. She let a cry escape her throat. She longed for her best friend. She couldn't get it out of her head. It throbbed with every terrible thought, making her nightmares ever more powerful. She always continued like this for minutes, feeling like hours, then finally succumbed to the power of sweet sleep as she hoped this was an everlasting dream, like every night since the accident. Ah, she cried as she jolted awake. She looked around. She's still in the hospital, but had no clue what time it was. Because her time in the hospital was going, growing blurrier and blurrier as the days went on. She turned to her window. Those blinds were closed, unlike last night. Someone's been in here, Ruby thought. She was about to get up to open them, but was stuck in the bed. Wait, she thought. She couldn't move. Suddenly, the room was not a room, but she was. No! No! She didn't like this dream. She was stuck in the back of the ambulance, and she could see her friend wheeled away into another ambulance beside hers. She looked at the car. She saw the ice cream cones untouched, barely licked, sitting in the seat. Ruby was screaming, but no sound came out. She, she couldn't see. She couldn't move. It all faded to dark. She sat up. She made sure she was really awake. Ruby had no idea what day it was. She leaned over and checked her clock. 12.42 p.m., March 5th. It was three days after she met Dr. Vass. She heard someone coming in. She didn't bother saying hello. Ruby? A voice asked. She recognized it. It was her sister, Adrian. Adrian? Ruby questioned with a dry voice. What are you doing here? Seeing you, silly, Adrian answered. You look terrible. Look at your hair. Ruby craned her neck to look at her reflection in the glass. She was taken aback. Her normally bright cherry red hair was now three shades duller. Her ice blue crystal eyes were now just a regular blue. Her glowing, naturally tan skin was stripped of its warmth. All of this was fine to her, but she looked at her wrist. My bracelet, Ruby explained. They took it off. 
Gravy was surprised. It was made of metal, so the more she thought about it, the more it made sense. She was still mad, though. She had always worn it with Alex. The shiny rose gold BFF bracelet always comforted her when she was sad. She would look at it and know that someone would always have her back. Hello, Earth Ruby, Adrian waved at her. It's okay. They made sure it was given to Mom. Yeah, that's good, Ruby lied. She still felt no better that her special bracelet was replaced with an itchy, tight hospital bracelet. She looked at Adrian. She was supposed to be her twin, but they nothing, looked nothing alike. Adrian would be better off with Alex as a twin, as they had the same hair color and personality type. They always got mistaken as twins. Adrian's pale skin and caramel-colored hair fit together perfectly. At the thought of Alex, Ruby was saddened. Adrian, is Alex okay? She asked intensely. She was worried about Alex. Ruby wanted to know what her condition was. Well, Adrian trailed off. Dr. Vass appeared in the doorway. Ruby, Dr. Vass explained. I'm glad you're awake. Good news and bad news. I'll give you the good news first. You have another, no other internal problems except your concussion and your leg. Bad news, though, is about Alex. She, She's okay for now, but she has several problems. For one, her broken bones. Two is that over the time you were asleep, she developed meningitis. It isn't that severe, but severe enough that it caused cerebral edema. So we had to do a craniectomy on her. So her brain basically didn't get crushed by the fluids. When the swelling goes down, we will put the part of her skull we removed back into her brain. It's hard to break this news to you, but I thought you might want to know. We let it sink in. Alex might die. She panicked. She started crying, and it felt like the weight of the universe itself was crashing down on her. Dr. Vass saw she was crying. Ruby, I'll leave you to comprehend this, Dr. Vass said worriedly. He sympathetically smiled at her and left with Adrian. Once they were gone, Ruby was consumed in her thoughts. She started panicking. Her head hurt worse. Ideas started flying through her mind a million miles per hour. The anxiety-inducing what-ifs came rushing to her mind. What if Alex is disabled forever? What if Alex is not going to be my friend? Ruby went on and on. She tried to calm herself down. What if Alex dies? It wasn't working. Dread filled her. She had the worst thought she could ever have thought of. What? What if this is my fault? Ruby drifted off. The air was clear. The sun was shining so beautifully. It seemed like a fairy tale. The grass was the perfect green. The flowers and trees blossomed with life. The air was the nice springtime warm. Not too hot, nor too cold. It felt like a soft, warm, fresh out of the dryer blanket surrounding your skin as you walked outside. The air inside was cool enough to feel wonderful on this warm springtime day. <laughs> Alex, stop! Ruby giggled and screamed as Alex slept on her and started vigorously tickling her. No way! Alex screamed, now pinning her down as they played happily together. Girls, if you settle down, I'll put that movie in. Alex's mom tried to compromise. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> okay, they both sighed as they collapsed onto the mess of pillows and blankets that was supposed to be their fourth. They laid down on their pillows and happily watched the movie. They had begged both their parents to buy for Alex's 11th birthday suit. Ruby woke up with a jolt. 
She had been having these flashbacks more and more often. The once happy memories just made her feel like it was her fault even more. She looked at her clock. It was 11.00 a.m., March 6th. She remembered her thoughts from yesterday. A snarling pit in her stomach grew ferociously with guilt. All of her thoughts were about Alex. Dr. Bass came in. Hello, Ruby. Here's your breakfast, Dr. Bass said a little too nicely. Ruby looked at him. What's going on? asked Ruby suspiciously. Is this about Alex? Dr. Bass looked at her. Yes, Ruby. Alex has some complications. Her head, specifically the part where we removed the piece of her skull, is partially infected. We have her on antibiotics, but we aren't sure she's going to make it through the night. Dr. Bass sadly stated. Just tell someone if you need to talk to someone. I just wanted to know if you'd like to see her. Ruby wasn't going to do anything about the talk. But she just would see Alex. She grabbed her crutches. She shakily followed Dr. Bass into the elevator, down to the ICU. They stopped in front of room 42. Dr. Bass opened it. There was a nurse sitting by Alex, along with Alex's mom. Ruby looked at Alex. She was taken aback. She was surrounded by tubes and wires, almost completely invisible. And a constant beeping filled the room. Her head, full of fluffy hair, was shaved and half of it was covered in something, presumably because of this piece of her skull. No. Ruby, I'm glad you're okay, Alex's mom croaked, tears streaking her cheeks. She looked tired and ten years older. Ruby started crying softly. She used her crushes and went as fast as she could back to her room. She tossed herself under her bed and She eventually stopped and wearily went to sleep. Ruby looked up the night sweaty and afraid. She's consumed by waves of sadness, guilt, anger, and fear. She longed to be out of her skin. She looked around frantically and saw the door. She limped over to it. It's locked. Darn. It's on until 8 a.m. until I have a key. I didn't see a key anywhere. I snagged on the bottle of hand sanitizer. She limped over to it. She didn't think twice. She shakily unscrewed the cap. She heard the door unlock. A night nurse came in. The nurse saw her. Ruby took a lot of large gulps before the nurse took it from Ruby. And Ruby passed out. Ruby's vision was blurred. No, not blurred, but she didn't hear herself. She was surprised. She's been in this coma for a week, and her condition is declining. We need to do something. She won't keep any food down, and her brain is heavily traumatized with the chemicals and the concussion. Dr. Bass exclaimed worriedly. team of doctors gave Ruby some sort of shot. Ruby was... A coma? She thought. But, but I'm supposed to be dead. Alex is supposed to be dead. Ruby drifted out of consciousness. Ruby fell in and out of consciousness for the next day and a half. Ruby found herself awake again. She stared at her body. She saw a tired, mangled-looking, calm Ruby, opposed to the consciousness Ruby, who felt unsettled, unrestless, and depressed. She heard the voices again, and the one who belonged to Dr. Bass. Yes, she's in very bad condition. Like you, we all hope she'll pull through, Dr. Bass said. Someone faintly recognizable was wheeled through the door. Ruby was taken aback. 
is Alex, but with a little longer than shaved haircut. It was in a cast around her shoulder, ribs, and leg. Ruby panicked. No, no, I don't want to die. Alex, Alex, you're alive. Oh, Ruby tried to feel Alex's touch as Alex held her hand. Ruby saw tears streaming down her best friend's face. She heard the beepy noises from the monitor. Ruby felt weak. She saw her vision blur. She knew this wasn't the option she wanted. She longed for her friend as she slipped away. Author's note. If you have ever thought of suicide, always tell someone who can help, like a counselor or a trusted adult. Never, ever joke around with the concept of depression and or serious side. And always take it seriously if someone tells you. Because that means they want help. So give it to them. This is a serious topic. Call 1-800-273-8255 if you ever have thoughts of suicide.